My name is Aaron McManus, and this is the Battle Ready Podcast, and I am here with my incredible father. And I'm Erwin McManus, and it's so good to be with you, buddy. It's so good to be together doing this thing. And so we begin today, and you show me um, a comment on I our Battle Ready Podcast. Did. It wasn't on our podcast, okay, though. No, it was somewhere else, but it was a one-star review. A one-star review. They went Which, on... Which, hey, that's better than no most stars. stars. So the fact that a comment... Would take a week and get. No, no, that's right. It, the, the fact that there's a comment means we've actually motivated someone to think, to act, to respond. So that actually should be seen as a positive thing. It is a positive thing. I do think it's a positive thing. And, 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 and a lot of the comment, when I find it, this is the thing, though. <laughs> Don't run to mom and dad to leave a comment. What do you mean? They, they went to Mosaic's Google review or Google, whatever it's called. That's right, and then they appealed and, to me. And then they appealed to you. You know, where's, where's Erwin when Aaron's r- running his mouth? <laughs> where's Erwin when Aaron's chastising someone? Here's the deal. I am an adult. I do stand <laughs> by that. And I am your son, and I do respect you, and I do love you, and you are uh, the main like spiritual authority in my life, obviously, obviously. You, my, you guys are my parents, and I believe God put you in place, you in my life for a reason. But, but it's my Instagram. It's our Instagram. It's, it's if, if you, if and you, and this is your podcast, and this is our podcast. Yeah, but I consider it your podcast, Why? and I'm your guest because you're because you don't need things. <laughs> you're very releasing yeah. of things. You're like, you, but that's but, how but you a part are. Part of the rules it's when our we podcast, started this, yeah. Father and son. We didn't do it under Mosaic's brand, and we did it as a battle ready brand. And part of the reason is that. Um, it feels like sometimes there's rules when you're the pastor of a church. Yes. And people expect you to be completely compliant and subservient to other people's thoughts, ideas, or opinions. And we wanted to create a space where we could actually say everything we think, even sometimes the way we think it. And and I thought it was important for you. You've grown up all your life with the expectations of other people telling you how you're supposed to act, how you're supposed to think, what you're supposed to say, how perfect you're supposed to be. And so I don't monitor you as your father on the Battle Ready podcast, and I don't monitor you as your pastor on the Battle Ready podcast. I'm here as your friend, co-host, and I want you to feel free to say what you want to say. And I do actually think that you're pretty funny. And uh, um, And we kind of have a rule. It's an unspoken rule. Okay. That... Um, if you come at us and the ideas, yes. you're kind of like fair game. Yeah. If you send comments and you go, uh, how about this or that? If the, if the comment's really a question, we probably will even answer those questions or address those questions. Yeah. But if the comment is really just hate or someone yeah. who gets angry or using our platform as their platform, yeah, it sort of becomes fair game. Right, and I think it's interesting because ninety nine percent of the engagement is positive. Yes, and then I would say one percent of it is negative, if even one percent. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the way that it's negative. It's mm-hmm. it, and and I do will say this that a bit of it is when people send me negative emails, comments, mm-hmm. DMs, I post them, and people have. It's interesting. Most of the people think it's funny. Most of the people think it's um, interesting, and. The people who do it though get really offended. The people, the people who comment or message, because I think they think that it's going to stay behind some private wall. 
But they put it publicly a lot of times. A lot of, yeah, this person actually was commenting on the Instagram. So right. I responded back kind of in my bantery way and then it kind of went south. So I was like, okay, delete. This is done. Mm -hmm. This doesn't need to be here. And it's my right. But people say that's this, but it's an interesting thing people, where people like expect us. They, well, mm -hmm. okay, let me I think this. we have a confusion of free speech. A confusion of free speech. They claim that we need to be authentic and transparent with free speech, but but it's my Instagram. Yeah, here's the funny thing. Even with um, my social media in the past, when people would say, "Okay, uh, if you delete me or block me or if you delete my comment, yeah. you're against free speech. I'm going, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Free speech is your right to say whatever you want to say on any platform you have. Yeah. See, my free speech is I can say what I want on the Battle Ready podcast. I can say what I want <laughs> on my Instagram. I can say what I want on my social media. You really can't though. No, you really can't. But because but the idea, that's that's the ideal of free speech. Right. But it isn't um, my free speech is not protected by me going and trolling other people and, and saying hateful things on someone else's uh, social yeah. media. To me, that's a violation of free speech. And so if I, uh, in fact, I, honestly, like for me, when I used to be on Twitter, um, I would get so much hate on Twitter. So much. It, it's amazing. And I, I was following Ricky Gervais for a little while. Yeah. And one day I, I read him, he said, I love blocking people. And I didn't know I had permission to block people until I read him. And then he said, I think it's hilarious <laughs> how people beg me to unblock them and then change their names, create false identities to keep following me after I've blocked them. Right. And he just saw blocking people as a part of his um, comedic enterprise. Well, this is the thing is, is one with, with Battery. And we did put we it is on the Mosaic YouTube. Mm -hmm. We did start it at Venice, at Mosaic Venice. Mm -hmm. And it's evolved over time. And it, I wouldn't say that it's like directly under Mosaic. It is like a separate entity mm -hmm. that's kind of connected to Mosaic. And obviously, like, we get to be a part of, of this beautiful thing in Tribe. Um, so we kind of want our tribe to know what we're doing and mm -hmm. what we're working on. Um, I do think this is also like a metaphor for how people see the world. Mm -hmm. I think if someone was to walk into their house and just leave dirty dishes in their kitchen, they probably wouldn't have them in their house anymore. And so that's the way I see our Instagram. You come in, you leave things dirty. Maybe I kind of smack back a little bit, clap mm -hmm. back a little bit. You don't come to my house anymore. Mm -hmm. You're not invited. You can still come outside and you can look at it. You can drive by. I can't control what you do. <laughs> but if but you're not going to eat in my house anymore. But I, I do think it's a part of the entitled culture. Yeah, it is. And because what I notice, maybe this is me going to be speaking like I'm in the older generation, but what I one of the things I do notice about your generation is that um, – you're really fast to dish it out, and to dish it out, and and really minimal in, in well, your ability to take it. It's been interesting though, because it's been older people who've had the. Oh no, it's been both, because we we know we know someone who's kind of a bit younger than me, so probably next generation, and then mm -hmm. but then a lot of the 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 negative feedback is from people who've been older actually. Mm. Our political stuff has always been younger people, people who are younger, who have a harder time grappling with the idea of thinking different. Right, like when we did the uh, the podcast on um, on voting your faith. Right. I was amazed how much hate I received from the right and from the left. It was equal. It was it was very equal. And what I noticed was that uh, the people who were angry on the right were angry because they felt that I should have told people who to vote for. Mm. And the people who were angry on the left were angry because they felt I should have told people who to vote for. <laughs> and ironically, yeah. if I'd picked either one of the candidates, the yeah. other side would have said, you just violated um, your faith. 
It's interesting. I voted yesterday. I'm I did, so proud of you. I, I, I put in my ballot. I, I am so amazed at how little I know at what is actually going on. I understood, I understood the, the policies, mm-hmm. the laws that were up for a vote. I did not understand. I did not know and I was not familiar with local government at mm-hmm. all. What was happening in L.A. with it, I was so, so lost. I was Googling people, trying to do research to the point where I just kind of, I didn't give up, but I was less interested in it. I wonder how... I don't know. I don't know if it's me being younger. I don't, I mean, I don't know, but I, it's, it's an odd thing. Like, I don't know who should run for like the school board committee. Like, I just don't, I don't, it's so disconnected. And that's why the reality is that most of the time you're not voting for an individual. Right. You're voting for a party. Right. And, and I think that's a part of the complexity of it is that, um, but not for the school board though, really. You City know, council, some, probably, sometimes yeah. it is. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it does get blurry. You have to really blurry. do no thing, no things. And what's so ironic is that the local things actually affect us more, but we actually are less informed about the local things. <laughs> it's very interesting that, that that's the case. But but yeah. but going back to to what we were talking about, like how to disagree, permission to disagree. I think, you know, the call out that there and I said this on, on the Instagram story was that I'm not calling you out. I'm just not calling you. And the reason why I feature the hate is because I think in the past, we've lived in a space where people hated on us. And and I don't don't even want to say hated, critiqued openly us critiqued us openly and we we felt it so such in such a heavy way that i think now like a few years later i just want to own it and go if you talk badly or you do this like i'm going to share it with all my friends and i have more friends and and not that i mean that in a bullying way but Mm -hmm. i mean that in like a i think people forget that what they say in private is is really harsh Mm mm-hmm and so if, if it, I always, I always find it interesting, like when people, will people say certain things in a room full of people? And most of the time, no, because they're cowards mm-hmm. and we can all be cowards. Yeah. I, you know, it changes when it's one-on-one in a secret message or we're anonymous. Mm-hmm. Like I, like when people critique and they just leave their initials, I'm like, light yourself on fire. Like you want to be brave, be brave. Come mm-hmm. at me. I want all the smoke. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah. I, I find it curious for me because I've never taken the time or had the desire to attack someone else. No, that's such a waste of time. And it really is true. You are never criticized by people doing more than you. No. Well, you just are not. Some, no, 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 I don't know. Trust me. No, no, would you, no, 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 I agree. No, I agree with you. I agree. I agree with the, with the idea of it. I do, but I've definitely been critiqued by some of your friends who definitely do far more than me. <laughs> but they find the time to send me really long text messages saying like, you can't say this on a podcast or you can't say this on platform or you can't say this. I can say whatever I want. You just have to choose to listen. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, <laughs> you have to, when you give an idea and you, you share an opinion, you have to be ready for criticism and critique. Well, I, yes. It's because when you choose a platform like this, to create a platform like this, you just have to know you're going to have people who are with you and people who are against you. But what's funny to me is that the people who disagree with you or, or really violently against you, they don't necessarily unfollow. They become more committed to listening all the time because they want to point out every time you're wrong. And, but again, they're listening. So isn't that a positive thing? I, yeah, I, like I wrestle with it because I'm like, do you, I, I like things that make me feel uncomfortable and challenge my thinking. I like people who make me feel uncomfortable and challenge my thinking. I do not enjoy being in a room full of people who all agree the same thing mm-hmm. or believe the same thing 
it makes me bored. Mm-hmm. And I and 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 yeah, like church is to me boring. Mm-hmm. When you walk in and everyone's doing the same thing at the same time, amening the same things, saying that's good to the same. I'm like, man, if we all believe this, why do we need to be here? Because you need to be encouraged. Like I don't, maybe I don't need that much encouragement. But you do need encouragement. But I do. But that's the thing. That's also the yeah. paradoxes that, or like the what, what would be the right word? That's also the conflict. Is that mm-hmm. that. I do need encouragement. And mm-hmm. being in a room full of people who do believe the same thing is also encouraging. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it feels nice. <laughs> but I think maybe in in the stage of life, it isn't the thing that I need the most. And I think sometimes I need to be in places that make me feel different, make mm-hmm. me feel and make me feel challenged, make mm-hmm. me feel uncomfortable, make me feel like I'm learning something new. Mm-hmm. And I think at 32 now, you're starting to forget some of the stuff you learned in high school. Mm-hmm. High school was a long time ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, okay, wh- am I relearning things again for the first, for the second time? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like, am I, am I re kind of breaking these, 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 these bones and like, are they setting and am I learning new things? Am I intaking new things? But one thing that I want to address though, is that I love it when people say, but you're a pastor. Right. Cause I think that's like, it's like the lowest of low insults <laughs> maybe because if you're a pastor you're not supposed to one be a critical thinker and, yeah. and two you're yeah. you're you're never supposed to respond negatively to negative um input well you can't be a human if you're a pastor yeah and and the reality is that being a pastor should essentially be irrelevant it's being a follower of jesus it should be relevant and yeah. that that should be the same whether you're a doctor a dentist an engineer uh, a tv host or a pastor because that's supposed to be informing your character. Yeah, it's interesting. But there are certain rules. We're, we're, we're just not allowed to call people out. And so that's one of the challenges when you're a pastor, you know. Yeah. And, and we didn't start this podcast to talk about non-volatile things. We actually did this knowing we would create a level of volatility. We yes. want to talk about issues. We want to create um, an elevated level of thought. And, and you know, if, if you listen and you go... Yeah, but you're not addressing this, or you didn't bring up this issue. Well, we, we can't bring up everything. No. And we're not going to address everything you want. But here's the beautiful thing. If it made you think about that, then we've done something really good. We've got you thinking better. Yes. And so you don't have to bring that argument to us. Bring it to your friends. Now you have material to have a really meaningful conversation about. Yeah. And, and you know, and so like you and I, we don't agree about everything. No, we don't agree on most <laughs> things. Like most things we don't agree on. But we do agree about the essential things of making the world better and believing in, and um, we do in the power to create a better future. And we believe that creating a better future is necessary. Yeah, I think the way that we get there is different. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I've evolved over time because you've helped me learn how to think mm-hmm. deeper and more. I think I was like flip floppy. We could do this. We could do this. And mm-hmm. I think over time, you figure out that what you believe in and what you and and, and not even believe in faith wise. Believe in just politically or on yeah. a human level of how we interact and how we engage in the future and build a better future. Yeah, I think it's so funny because like I mean, I've been married for over thirty six years. Congratulations! And, you know, thank you. And um, me and Kim have voted for different people for decades. <laughs> 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 and, oh my goodness! And, and uh, we voted. For, uh, we've even voted for different policies and positions over um, decades. And so the irony of this is that we can have this great marriage and have this great friendship, right? And hold different positions, and um, and in so many positions we hold the same ones, but in right. so many ones we hold different ones. And and 
Um, and both of us have had times where said, man, I wish I had not voted for who I voted for. <laughs> and, and she's come back and said, oh, I wish I had not voted for who I voted for. Right. But, um, but it was never um, a reason to look at her or her for her to look at me in a more demeaning way or with derision or disdain. Yeah. And we live in a culture now where if someone disagrees with you, you no longer see that person as acceptable to be a part of your life. It's interesting. I saw something terrible yesterday. Actually, I think it was this morning, a little video. Um, it was the Lakers celebration for the victory. And and I'm going to say somebody that wasn't particularly bright said something, uh, uh, shouted out something negative about Kobe. Where? Publicly? At, like a group of at people? At the Laker celebration rally. No way. And um, all those Laker fans just started beating him to a pulp. Oh, they beat him up. Oh, pretty bad. Oh, so this was at Staples after the... Yeah. Oh, no. And, 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 and you know, when you break this down backwards, like, first of all, we're in a culture where if someone says something we don't like, we feel it's okay to be violent. Yeah. I mean, you're going to beat someone up because they said something negative about Kobe Bryant. Um, and then you take one step back. We're in a culture where we're so unaware that we think we should say whatever we want, wherever we're at, and we're going to be okay. Like that guy should have never screamed something negative about Kobe in the middle of thousands of Laker fans. It was just dumb. Yeah, and, and I think this is the, the perfect picture of the, of the world we live in right now, mm. that um, we, we feel like we should have the right to say whatever we want, wherever we're at, without any negative consequence. Mm. And at the same time, we think we have the right to be violent and to enforce our views on other people who disagree with us. Mm. And so we're at a point of great danger right now because we do not have a culture that is elevating our organizational cultural intelligence. We're incapable of listening to a person disagree without trying to destroy that person. Right. And, and I, I think a part of our podcast needs to be, and I think this is why um, not only do we have the right to delete comments, I think we have the obligation to delete comments. Yeah. Because we're going to create a space where um, we affirm positive engagement. And so uh, I've had people say, hey, I didn't agree with you, but I love the podcast. I did not delete those comments. No, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I want to know why. Yeah. When, when obviously, but before COVID, I don't yeah, probably, yeah, before COVID. Whenever I meet someone in LA that goes, oh, I used to go to Mosaic, mm -hmm. which I always feel like, one, well, I do want to address the butt pastor thing, but mm -hmm. you're a pastor thing a little bit more yeah. because it just, that's just, like, bothers me so much. But whenever I meet someone that says, like, I used to go to Mosaic, I love to ask them, well, why, didn't, why don't you go anymore? Mm -hmm. One, I always feel it odd that people feel the need to tell me what they used to do. <laughs> I don't care. I don't tell you what I used to do. Like, it just doesn't matter to me. And I always find it interesting that people... Instead of saying like I used to go to instead of instead of when they say I used to go to Mosaic instead of saying like hey, I've been to Mosaic it was awesome mm -hmm. you know like if I like I would never go to like Jerry with with fear of God and go I used to wear fear of God or you'd never go up to an old girlfriend and go hi we used to date well, or I would never go to like an owner of a restaurant and be like oh, I used to go to your restaurant but I don't anymore. I don't anymore because I don't really like the food. Or the last time I went there, I didn't like the service. Or like it just fit me weird. Parking was tough. Whatever. It was expensive. You know? I decided I don't like Italian. You only post <laughs> like I, like I just I, I congratulate people where they're at, and if I can't congratulate them, I don't. I just leave it. Like, mm -hmm. how are you? 
And I just find it interesting that people want to invade. Um, they feel the need to like engage on this. Like they feel the need to rate you in public. Yeah. It's like a Yelp rating, Google rating, like <laughs> to my face. I'm like, oh, it's interesting. But when people say, but you're a pastor, I'm like, no, I'm, but I'm a pastor, but I'll still, I'll like, I'll still fight you. Like I will jump <laughs> off the stage and come at you. Like you, you only get so much protection. Like Jesus is still at work in my life. He has not finished yet. Mm -hmm. And so I mean that, but I, but I say this, I say like, it doesn't mean that, that we get to like use an excuse of like, no, we're not. But like, I, I don't, I don't look at people and go, well, you're human. You don't, like, mm -hmm. I don't take away people's humanity from them. Yeah. And I does think that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think we forget. No, you don't like that. No, I actually like it so much. I was going to use something in the Bible. Okay. And um, when I think a lot of times we look at like the disciple of Jesus named John, who was kind of known as the disciple Jesus loved, and he was warm and, and kind and compassionate and gentle. Well, it's interesting because he, he self-titled that, right? He, the <laughs> no, one, no, Jesus called him that. <laughs> but then he says it multiple times in his own book, right? He doesn't let you forget. <laughs> and, but, Which then, is, but then you have another disciple that Jesus put in charge. He didn't put John in charge. He put Peter in charge. John liked John a lot. <laughs> No. That's why he didn't let John be in charge. It would no, have been the John. Yeah, right I like there. John. Don't. <laughs> John was more poetic, more artistic. Yeah. But Peter is a guy who had a bad temper. He was impatient. He picked up a sword. What's what a, what a fisherman is doing with a sword, you know, is another story, right? He swings at this Roman soldier, cuts off his ear. I think he was aiming for his head and missed. And Jesus has to pick up the ear and put it back on the soldier. I can just see him shaking his head saying, Peter, 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 you know, what's the deal, man? Dummy. And and we think that Jesus only draws people who are like John or like Nathaniel. Jesus says, I see you, Nathaniel, under the fig tree. You're a yeah. person with no guile. Uh, Jesus draws people like John. He draws people like Nathaniel. But he draws people like Peter. And Aaron McManus, you are definitely a Peter. You, <laughs> you, you are. Well, thank you. You are the. Where did you find the sword? And, I, and I, who told you I, you I should swing at the Roman soldier? I'm going to show you this. I'm literally, this is what I posted this morning. This is literally what I posted on my on my Instagram story. The photo of Dennis Rodman being held back by Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan about to fight somebody. <laughs> and I initially posted it like my energy, like this is my energy this morning. I'm going to like the photo real quick. But it, did you see, it? this is actually it. And I'm like, that is me. It is me. Like, probably Matt Pagan is that guy, and Kevin Penny is that guy, and, and you know, like, Eric Roy's in the back suited up, ready to go. But I think that we're all necessary for this multicolored experience called life. Well, I, I agree with you, and I, I think people deify the disciples. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, these are some messy dudes. Yeah. Like, let's switch out the sword for a modern day. Like, that's mm -hmm. a gun. And so he shot at... The Rome. He shot at the po at the police. Mm -hmm. He shot at the police, and he hit him in the ear. And Jesus had a Neo moment where he he picked up the ear and he put the ear back on. And he's like, John, or he's like, you know, Peter, you dummy. Mm -hmm. But like we forget. I think I think we we because it's the Bible and it's the Holy Bible and Jesus is in it and God is in it. And it was. But I just think we forget that these were humans trying to figure it out. And the only person who was perfect was Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and it's God who chooses David, who's essentially a man of war. And in fact, he's not able to build the temple because he has blood in his hands. And, and what we forget sometimes is that God works with the full spectrum of human personality and, and with, the, with the full spectrum of the process of our character. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Because I was always taught that it, it's a perfect book. The Holy Bible is a perfect book. 
-hmm. but I actually think it's a really flawed book with one perfect main character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think sometimes people under, misunderstand what people mean when they talk about the Bible. The Bible or, is... Or people misspeak about the Bible. Yeah, the Bible is a book filled with imperfect people okay. who are being engaged by a perfect God. I like that description more. <laughs> and so let's go back to this, because I think this is an important subject. Um, we need to develop a culture where we understand that free speech is never free it always costs you something that when you when you speak freely it has an impact it has an effect and so free speech isn't just about you being allowed to speak your opinion wherever you want free speech is about the engagement of ideas and and you, you know i i think that we need to recognize that um Social media, no, not social media, the internet um, drove down a lot of areas that were once held at a higher standard. What do you mean by that? Okay, let me give you a couple examples. There was a time where if you were a photographer, you really were a photographer. But then the iPhone made everyone a photographer. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then you found in that that some of them were really good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but there's a lot of really bad photographs. Yeah. The You're looking at two of them. Te technology, <laughs> before te the modern technological revolution, okay. to be a musician, you had to be really yeah, pretty good to get yeah. a tour and to have a concert right. and to get an album out. But the development of technology, everyone became a musician. Like mm -hmm. there's everyone puts their songs out there. And we've discovered some amazing talent because of it. But 99.9% .9 of it is, is kind of like trash. <laughs> You know, that's uh, what you really think right now. And, and so what's happened is that you have this e eruption of opportunity. And so the upside is you get to discover that rare talent that would not have been discovered. But, but the downside is that everyone thinks they're a musician. Everyone thinks they're a photographer. Everyone thinks they're a writer. Everyone thinks their opinions are actually valid. Because now with social media, with the expansion of the internet, with uh, the eruption of technology, everyone has, quote, a voice. But just because you have a voice doesn't mean you actually have something valid mm -hmm. to say at, the, at this moment. Mm -hmm. and, and so everybody can comment. And it creates this perception of, I'm as important as a voice as someone who's earned the right to speak. Yeah. And I, and I actually think it's... it's um, helped society because some people have a voice that yep. wouldn't have had a voice before that their voices really need to be heard. But overall, we have a lot of noise. And just because you have an opinion doesn't necessarily mean that opinion deserves to be on anyone else's platform. Mm. And, you know, so I, I would say it's like, first of all, it's like earn the right to be heard. Don't demand the right to be heard all the time. Like, I, I actually don't care. Mm -hmm. Like if people choose to follow me or choose to listen to my voice, I am doing the hard work of earning the right to be heard. And so when I, when I write a book, um, I, I have to earn the right for someone to spend $25 to buy my book and to read it. They have to want to hear my voice, my perspective. You've written 10 books. Uh-huh. 
they are worth far more than $25. <laughs> I enjoy them. I know a lot of people have had their lives changed by them. This is not an ad. But it is, It is. you should go buy the books. That's 100%. You should go buy the books. But, but you cannot know how many people send me their self-published books asking me to endorse them or write a forward yeah. or, and the books are terrible. But this is the thing. I don't even knock that though. I'm like, they're trying. No. And that's they okay. Did it. Like they, yeah. like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not going to endorse it all the time, but, but it, but it is, but it doesn't mean it's, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't try. Right. It just means that you need to keep working at it. Yes. Until, um, your skill actually earns the right to be heard yes. or to be read. And I think that's a problem with like comments. So going back to here, right? you know, is that everyone thinks that their comment is as valuable as everyone else's and it's actually not. Right. And the great thing about the open world we're in is that you can always find someone who agrees with you. Yeah. 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 And, um, and, but you also need to be listening to the conflict of ideas. Now, you know, there's an algorithm. Well, there's all kinds of algorithms, but, right. but there's an algorithm that, uh, whether it's Twitter or Instagram or you know whatever social media you use, that they start sending you information that only affirms what you already believe. Mm. So if you like Republican photographs or videos, you start getting a lot of those. If you like yeah. you know Democrat ones, you start getting a lot of those. If you like sports, you start getting a lot of those. Yeah, and my Instagram is very confused. Yeah. So when <laughs> so when you search for something and right. I search for the same thing, we have different things come up. Because the algorithm tells them what we already believe, what you already believe, and so if I think that um, if I think Trump's a racist, I'm going to look for articles on that, and everything's going to affirm that. And if I think Trump's not a racist, I'm going to find the evidence, and it's all going to come to me. And so here's the problem: is that the algorithms reinforce our bias. So what I do, even on my Instagram, is I go through at least once a week and randomly choose opposite things continuously and uh, to try to throw off the algorithm. algorithm because but that is literally you. That is, that is the perfect <laughs> description of your DNA. You, that's, that's, that's your voice in this world. It's how you make decisions. You have always been trying to throw off the algorithm. I hate it. I hate being conformed to preconceived expectations of what I'm supposed to believe or see or want. And I want to be able to download the best information from every side. Well, you, it's interesting. Yeah, no, I get it. But you sent me an Instagram today and I responded pretty harshly to it. Yes, John, yeah, you did. Did you say John? You call me John? No, no. I thought yeah. it was Peter. <laughs> you sent, it talked about like, it talked about, I think it was, um, was it Bonhoeffer? It was actually, no, uh, Charles Spurgeon. Spurgeon, he talked about like um, that God breaks a man. When God is trying to make a man great, he first breaks him to pieces. And I responded with God is cruel. Yes, I know. And I realized that didn't go very well. No. And you were, and you were like, no, no, I meant that as like an encouraging thing. I mean, I mean, I think he's building you a great man. And, and I, I was like, oh, no, I was just kind of being facetious, <laughs> uh, like self-deprecating. But then I was also thinking, I was like, no, no, I don't. Th I actually genuinely don't think God is cruel, but I do think he is he is harsh. And because I don't think our, our ability to understand and fathom and, and, um, and uh, be resilient is at God's level. We, we have a human level of resilience for a God level of discipline and a yes. God level of expectation and a God level of, of, I think God drops his expectations dramatically for our humanity. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? And, and, yeah. and what I would say is that 
to me, because the way I, I process things, I don't think of God being harsh. I think the journey to greatness being harsh. And God cares more about um, who we become than than the comfort of our experience. Right. But I, so he I, has different 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 uh, value systems. <laughs> well, I think it's a different currency altogether. Yes, it is. Right. Yeah. Like exactly what you're yeah. saying is that I don't actually think I think we're writing in basic code and God is using like a five dimensional right. like atmosphere that we don't fully understand. Right. I yeah. think like even the internet is something that we've tap. Like I find it interesting that humans create things that reflect God's attributes. Mm -hmm. Like we created Google. God's, uh, what is it? Uh, 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 um, omniscient. I can never say that word. Omniscient. Well, you can't say sandwich. I can't say omniscient. Um, Don't make fun of me. I'm, I'm an immigrant. To. English is my second language. Come on, give me a break. There's some words I'll never get. <laughs> no, but I mean like this. But then, you know. Then, I can't then, even say. We created. We pastor. You can't say pastor. You can't say Lazarus either. 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 Right, no, but I mean, and then we create we create the iPhone to be wherever, every, where everyone, everyone, to be everywhere all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Right, I do think it's interesting. We create the internet to, to, to search and 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 I, I find it fascinating. We build planes to travel. We, you know what I mean. Like we are trying to always access the, these attributes that God has. Mm -hmm. And but I do think it's the it is the curiosity of our humanity that of course we would. I was reading this. We're going into some Bible. Mm -hmm. I was because I'm going to do a talk after this for mm -hmm. for Mosaic. But Revelation one, I think eighteen, it talks about how like it talked about. I think it, um, it talked about how before God he fell on his knees and mm. felt as if he was dead. And I just had this thought that like, when we meet our creator, we step into the presence of our creator, it is in our DNA to return to the, the life source. Mm. That his that his subconscious, that it was like a muscle memory that, mm -hmm. that his physical self would leave himself before his consciousness was able to choose it. Mm. But then God gives us, gives our consciousness the ability to choose whether we step into his presence or not. Does that make sense? That's so good. To yeah. be a part of him or not. And then it, it said that Jesus like raises or he raises him up and that he shows him that he has the keys to death and hell. And I was like, it's just kind of this interesting idea that like, that even though we are as humans seeking to be more like God, and maybe at times to be God, that, that it, it is in our nature to search for the, the life source. Mm. They get closer to the life source. That's so good. And I don't know what that has to do with everything we're talking about, but it's just a kind of an interesting train of thought that I was having last night. Mm -hmm. No, I, that's actually so beautiful. I love that. It also struck me how, you know, we, we create technology almost like to mimic the omniscience of God. Right. But um, that omniscience through technology oftentimes creates isolation. Mm. And God's omniscience actually creates intimacy. Yeah. Because, you know, with God being everywhere, it's for the purpose of intimacy. Mm. And a lot, with us trying to be everywhere, it's almost like for the purpose of distraction. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it is it's like always at this like purpose of more it's like this idea of freedom is like yeah. you, you talked about it earlier it's like what does freedom cost you and I do think we have the gift of freedom and mm -hmm. so many of us in this world have the gift of freedom and we don't realize what it actually takes from us mm -hmm. and it is ironic that like when we feel like we need a break from all the technology we go into isolation and we go into like nature and we go and be by ourselves and we like reconnect to, to, to whatever it is we're trying to reconnect to. And I find it odd that in the story of, in the, in the Bible, the story of the beginning of man is that they started in a garden and w with just them and God. And I, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I, I find it like so interesting that whenever we strip away all the things that distract us, we get back to like what we are truly free to do. We, we are, we kind of are found, our restoration is found in, in, in just this quietness, mm -hmm. this peace, 
fullness. And I don't know. We've kind of we've come a long way from what we were initially talking about. But I, I actually think there's something really important here because he um, began by talking about how we would say things on social media that we wouldn't say face to face or in person. Mm -hmm. And maybe a part of what's happening in our culture is that because we have a lack of contact with each other, then there's a lack of kindness mm -hmm. and a lack of respect. Mm -hmm. And we end up becoming more hostile when we engage someone who disagrees with us at a distance. Right. You know, so even um, when we disagree with each other, we would treat each other maybe with more respect if we actually were friends, right? Right. And, um, and I just, I just, you know, I, I looked at like several of comments that I have responded to, and sometimes I do respond. And, and, um, and I do think that the texture of the comment actually in many ways um, affects the texture of the response. Mm -hmm. And um, because I've had people say, I didn't, why'd you get so angry with me? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, your comment was really vitriol. It was really hostile. Mm -hmm. My response to you was a response yeah. to what you sent. And I find that people are shocked that they get back what they give. Yeah. And, yep. and, and I, and I think that, um, uh, that what I would encourage people to do, because I, I had this long response that was almost felt like it was like five pages. And I just said, do you realize that everything you said, you didn't share one positive comment about the experience of, of the podcast. Yeah. And I just would encourage people to do, I mean, this is what I do. I, I, I if I don't like something that someone else is doing, I just unfollow it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. but I, I don't attack someone for having a different position. And then, um, and I try to affirm people. I try to fuel the good in the world. And that's, um, yeah. so important. And, and then sometimes I try to, I'm not as good as you No, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, but sometimes I, I do try to uncover the false because I hate it when a comment pretends to be noble. Ugh. I hate it when a comment pretends to have good motivation. I, I, I'm going to bring up two real quick because they're not they're not. Well, I posted that comment and I, I, I posted it on the Bad Ready podcast Instagram and on the story. And I just like did a, a screen record of just me scrolling and how long it was. And there was not one positive thing, even to the point where it was like demeaning me and you. Like yeah. you guys are like you guys. This is such a sub level um, like a. Level of thinking. Level and, of thinking. And you. this is why you're not in the mainstream world. This is why you're stuck in your church world. And like, this is beneath you. And then, and then the funny thing is, is but like, I know they don't feel that way. That's no, so no, crazy. I, no, no, they are. They, they can, they feel like, well, and I want to think it, I made me realize because they were upset that I posted it. And then they, then, then they were mad because I'm like, no, no, if you, if you DM us something super long and mean, I'm going to post it because I actually want to see what people think about your, your regard, your remarks. I didn't actually show what she wrote. I just wrote at the end and I said, um, all operators are busy at this moment from now until forever. Um, and, and maybe that's not the best way to respond, but it is like, eh, it's the banter is the wittiness. We're going to keep going with that. But I do find it interesting that people think they can pull us down to a level of thinking or demeaning us that we will engage in that. And I don't always like understand why people think that they have to lead with such a hostile response. Yeah. And I think I said from the beginning, um, we'll probably be wrong a lot. <laughs> wrong so, a lot. You know, so if we're wrong, um, just be right. 
like you know work it out but i was gonna say i i got this um comment from someone because i i posted uh, on instagram about congratulating the lakers it was very painful for me and uh and just affirming the the greatness of lebron james and anthony davis and the team accomplishing something great and immediately got a comment oh let's be clear lebron james is great at basketball I would say that's his. That's the le- that's, that's that's the he's he's the most average at basketball. He's great at other things. Yeah. And and and, and, my and he's re- a great basketball player. That's not what yeah. I'm saying. I'm yeah, saying no, I think I, his generosity yeah. is like far surpassed. I mean, his, what about his I Promise School? What about you know? Yeah, but, or his TV shows and but his movies. But it was such his, a sarcastic response to subtly demean LeBron James. And yeah. I, and I, I just said, hey, I'm not fully sure what you're implying here. Right. You, you know, and and I, and I'm like. Why do we constantly have to demean someone? And I almost guarantee the person who said that probably is incredibly, I'm just going to say this, pro-Trump. Why? And, but Why they, do you say that? Because I, I didn't looked, see the comment. I looked I'm at where it came from. Oh. And I'm going, wait a minute. There's a lot of red hats going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going, I'm going wait a minute, wait a minute. Why, <laughs> you, you, you can't even give space to acknowledge this person's greatness in this sport. Yeah, and then try to create some kind of shadow negativity, but you're going to support someone else, where um, there's a, a lot of things you could look at to say this is not uh, someone that you really want to admire fully. And, uh, and well, my, this is my. Th- well, you, you, you want to keep going? Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I'm just saying. I because I, I don't like LeBron as a player, but. If I met LeBron, I'd be like, you're a great player. I reserve, like, it's basketball. In the game, I don't like him. But in life, I don't know him. Yeah. And I, like, people that that's, know him, that's that, part like, of my whole like, point. And I have, yeah. like, friends that are friends, like, yeah. like, friends that are friends with him, and they love him. So I'm like, cool. Like, he must be a great dude. But in bat, like, if, what? You, like, you know what I mean? But, but I'm going back to this because I'm going, it, it's, it's a game. Even in sports, it's like, you, you love the Nuggets, right, Brian? Yeah, but then you. <laughs> <laughs> but but so do you hate? Still sad. But then it's like it feels like if you're right, like to hate the Lakers, right? Uh, yeah. And then you like to hate <laughs> the Celtics. Yeah. But I told you when the Nuggets beat the Clippers, I was like, I'm I back the Nuggets. Yeah, and because I, I was like, that. I was like, they won my vote because they beat my loyalty. They beat my team. And I just, mm-hmm. I'm using this as an example because it's innocuous, right? It's sports. You guys, don't yeah, have to use the restroom. Yeah, that that we feel that to love something, well, to love something means we have to hate the other thing. Like you can't really be a Nuggets fan if you don't hate whatever the Jazz, or you know, or you can't really be a Laker fan unless you hate the Celtics. And I think that that's transferred. And it's, I mean, it's all good and fun in sports a lot of times, right? You know, but then what happens, is it becomes really personal. Like you, you can't be, um, whatever, you can't be a, um, a Celtics fan unless you hate LeBron James. Or you can't be, you know, um, you, you can't, you know, be a, a Utah Jazz fan unless you hate Michael Jordan. And, and, and it becomes more personal. And then it transfers over even to the political arena where, um, you know, if you feel really strongly about, um, you know, Donald Trump, now every person who's a Republican is evil. Or if you feel really strongly against, uh, I don't know anyone who feels super strongly against Joe Biden, but I'm just going to say that, you know. Um, but I, do, I did know people who were so strong against, like, Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. And so then suddenly now every Democrat is a, is a bad human being. And we have this, this it seems like almost like this cultural uh, mandate 
to um, hate and not just love. Like, what, why? I, I just keep wondering, why can't we? And, and part of the reason I learned this is because I grew up in Miami and I hated the Miami Dolphins. And they went undefeated. They're the only undefeated team in history with Bob Greasy and mm-hmm. Larry Zonka. And it's got to be so Kitt. hard when a team that you hate does so well. Yeah, and I lived in Miami, and I suffered through that. Mm-hmm. And I was a Minnesota Viking fan during that time. They lost four Super Bowls in that era. And I realized as I grew up, I lived in Miami, and I missed the greatest season in football history. I had an opportunity to go see Miami Dolphins play. I had an opportunity to enjoy watching greatness happen. But because I had convinced myself that to love you have to hate, I was blind to the greatness in front of me. There were a lot of people who hated the Bulls. And because of that, they literally missed watching Michael Jordan play and enjoying his greatness. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting here in LA going, I'm not going to, because I'm a Clippers fan, miss observing greatness happen in front of me. Yeah. And in the same way, I'm not going to, uh, because I hold some policy issues or uh, I hold some um, economic philosophical convictions, pretend that everything on both sides are good or bad. There, There are perspectives and issues that the Democratic Party really cares about and focuses on that I think are really important. There are policies and issues that the Republican Party represents that I think are really important. And I refuse to allow the algorithm of our culture to reinforce shallow thinking on my part. And it's just the same with faith. You know, when I became a follower of Jesus, it was as if I was not allowed to see anything valuable in any other belief system or philosophy or culture in the world. I had to see everything as black and white. There's just good and evil. And I think that is absurd. I think there are things in cultures around the world that are admirable and inspiring and beautiful. And that we need to learn how to appreciate the wonder and, uh, and, in, in different expressions, even when, when we disagree with them. Yeah. I mean, isn't that's what Jesus did. Well, that's what I think we're trying to do. And um, so we're back. Which disciples, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Brian is Nathaniel, the one with no guile. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, how are we feeling? Well, let's, let's get a couple takeaways here. Okay. One is um, let's all try to create a, a more positive environment, and uh, let's um, let's look for everything we can affirm in people. Let's respect people's differences. Um, but on, on I guess on a on a personal level, on battle ready, um, if you if you send a negative comment, it's kind of fair game. We're allowed to be funny, sarcastic, cynical, snarky, mm-hmm. and. Um, um, if um, if you send a positive comment, guess what? We're gonna love it. <laughs> and, but um, uh, but it doesn't take away your right to disagree. Because here, you know, but uh, disagree better. Yeah. That's my thing. If you disagree bad, if you disagree good, I, and what does that mean to disagree well? Just you have the permission to disagree. 
We stand by that. But you mm-hmm. have to disagree in an intelligent way. And if it's hostile, I'm going to make fun of it a little bit. Because mm-hmm. why are you so mad? Why are you so mad, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the title. <laughs> oh, that's a good title. Why, why are you so mad, mad bro? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, because I think it... One of the things that we think promotes culture is when people say things we agree with. We need to go back to believing having conversations promotes culture. Um, Opening our minds promotes culture. And here's the news, and this is even true on Sundays. I always tell people, look, there's a really high possibility in life that I'm going to say things that um, you're going to disagree with. And there are going to be times in life where I'm simply wrong. But I'm, I'm never saying anything with the intent to deceive or an intent to um, misdirect you. Everything we're trying to do is make the world better. And so maybe look at a person's motive, not just um, the, their, their conclusion or their opinion. And because I know there are people who disagree with each other and they both want to make the world better. And I like that. I just want to get those people in the same room. And I want, and, um, I want, I want those people becoming friends. I want them to have conversations. I want to make this world better. I do find it ironic that, um, Ben Shapiro, the talk show guy can be friends and really good friends with Sam Harris and have him on his show continuously on each other's shows and each other's podcasts and write articles together and be so insanely different. And yet two different kinds of Christians, believers can't get along. (laughs) I'm like, you're talking about an atheist and someone who's Jewish and by both heritage and also belief. And they get along and they can they can agree to disagree and they can also support each other in their differences and then we get christians who just can't get along with each other and i have so many friends that ask like why what is with you guys like who who's coming for you like when you post these like what is going on and like yeah it's and it's it's just a it's an interesting process that we're in um it's a growth process well there was one more piece of critique that i do find is funny and, What's then, that? and i'll close out i do find funny someone there's this guy it, it, it it's a part of this little triad of this lady and then this guy and I kind of was deleting both of them because they were kind of harp they were like loving each other and I was like bye mom and dad you guys can go and and um and he had called us social media lightweights and so I reposted it because I thought it was funny and wow Floyd Mayweather was a lightweight wasn't he he was a lightweight one of the greatest fighters who ever lived he was a what a great compliment it was a compliment thank you so much but I just thought it was funny I did really did think it was funny and I and, and the, other, the other critique is you know we're self-promotional that was that was what the lady said and I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest like I, I don't put my we don't put ourselves out there to to be bad mm-hmm. we don't put ourselves out there to be self-promotional I mean to a certain degree yes like I want to be one of the greatest communicators ever someday like, I hope at 70 years old, someone goes like, he was a phenomenal communicator, one of the greatest ever. So, yeah, I'm going to self-promote a little bit, but I'm also, but I also don't think it's, it's in vanity. I think it's in hoping that we can communicate a message across that is different. Thinking different is like the core of this podcast mm-hmm. for the mind, the body, and the soul. And if you don't, then I think we become stale. And so I, I, to the self-promotional comment and the social lightweight comment, thank you. <laughs> and good night. I think we need to be better at promotion. Light, light. He won his championships at uh, featherweight and welterweight. Oh, so we're above those. He did a lot of different weights. Those are lower than lightweight. Yeah, the featherweights are it's the lightest weight. Yeah. He's not even a lightweight. Dang. 
So we're above Floyd Mayweather <laughs> in weight class. Thank and, you. Um, we need to get better at self-promotion. Yeah. And, oh, don't you have, speaking of promotion. We are going to launch a few pieces, drop a few pieces of Battle Ready merch. So are we going to get to see what they look like? Well, you're going to see the designs. We're still making the samples. Can so people pre-order? They can pre-order. So it'll be like a two to three week shipping. We're just going, we're sending them to the printer. So the, they would be there easily by Christmas. For sure by Christmas, for okay. sure by Christmas. But um, obviously like COVID and everything, things are things are getting stuff done is slower, so getting things out should be fine. But mm -hmm. yeah, so check out the Instagram. We're going to drop them on the story, and then we'll check them out on the website. You can order them, you can pre-order them, and we'll get them to you. And if you listen to the Valerie podcast, yes. and if you would promote the podcast, we don't have to be self-promotional. Yeah, and you, honestly, you could actually promote for us. That's like the funny thing is because I send a lot, of the, a lot of these amazing people who post about us, like our friends, mm -hmm. they... they and some people are new friends. Mm -hmm. I send them a lot of messages. Like I send video messages to people and just say thank you because I think that's what you should do. Mm -hmm. And this week I haven't been as active trying to write this message and so much work and trying to get Pagan out and trying to get mm -hmm. Battle Ready out and trying to get Mosaic Conference going. Um, but I like I really do am like super grateful for every person who engages, emails, mm -hmm. sends videos, mentions us. That's the thing. Our, our Instagram is like three almost three thousand people with like I'm running it. That's if I'm running it. Like this is some bootleg back house <laughs> in the in the country like moonshine type Instagram. This is not official, professional. If Brian did not cut me clips with logos on it, we would not have clips. Yeah, and what's so funny is that anyone who knows you knows that you spent your whole life avoiding the limelight. Avoiding it. The reason we don't see you speaking on Sundays is because I can't get you to actually bring a message. Uh, I've had to drag <laughs> you. I had to drag you kicking and screaming to even do battle ready or something like this. And anyone who knows me, I'm 62 and I yes. love anonymity. You do. And I've fought most of my life my desire to live a more isolated, quiet, um, unassuming life. Mm -hmm. So anyone thinks that, that self-promotion is a fuel in our lives, really doesn't know us at all. But I do think this. I think that we feel a, a responsibility to try to bring some positive conversation into the world. Mm. Even as inadequate as we are, we should be so much better. We should know so much more. Mm -hmm. And we're just we're just coming with what we got. And, um, and, and when it helps someone, we're really grateful. Yeah, I'm grateful. I think that's a good note to end on. All right. Also, say thank you. To, can we all say thank you, everyone who's listening to Brian Harley, who is our producer. He takes care of the podcast. And we're going to pull Brian in a little bit more. We are. Because we end up talking to him before and after for like a solid 30 minutes about what we're going to talk about and what we just talked about. And he's, we believe so, we're like, we believe so many of the same things and so many of the most different things. And we're always disagreeing. We've, we were fighting about COVID. We fought about politics. We fought about the, the, the playoffs. And you and Brian probably disagree about everything. Almost. Oh, no, not at, but like, no. Oh, no. We like a lot of the same things, but yeah. some of our like social beliefs are different. But you come at them differently. Yeah. Yeah. You 100%. end up in the same place, but you don't know how you got there yep. <laughs> together. Yeah. So, like Brian, it. it's good to have you, man. It's good to have you. Thank you for having me. And we'll, for, we'll thanks flash for doing all the work. We're sorry about the Nuggets, but I'm more deeply sorry about the Clippers. <laughs> and uh, like, you, I you, did feel bad. Genuinely, you guys did not quit. You guys simply lost. Yeah. The Clippers yeah. quit. It's tough to watch. Yeah. You guys ultimately won because it was like, oh, these guys are scary. Like these guys are scary next year. If this, if they, mm -hmm. a few more pieces and just, just time. Like if you had a full season, I think it would have been unreal to see what you guys did in an actual playoff. Yeah, I can't wait. At this point, all teams are equal. We're all zero zero. Championships up for grabs. 
Here Who are the go. Lakers? I don't know. I don't know either. Oh, uh, yeah. We, the past is in the past. Let's move on. It Let's really move is. forward. I Let's live in the future. I think I'm a Heat fan now. I don't know. <laughs> hey, by the way, I, I love doing the Battle Ready podcast with you. All right. All right. High five.